Liam, bring us in. With what, the intro? Yeah. Um, <laughs> our music goes like, Yeah. I made myself dizzy. I got so excited. <laughs> That's what happens, like, when you ask a percussionist to sing. They just have one uh. note. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> yeah, true, I guess, yeah. What do you call a timp a, a timpanist? A timpanist. Timpanist. Yeah, timpanist. Mm -hmm. They have more than one note. Yeah, it, well, I think you have to, bum, I, bum, I think you bum, have to mess bum, it up bum, a bunch. Bum. Like, That's if, a you're, tuba, if you're a flute player, <laughs> if you're a flute player, you're a flautist. Like, yeah. hello? Timpanist. What? Which sounds like a fish. Yeah. How about a timpahoan? Oh. You're timpahoan? That's Hohen? a timpanist from Idaho. Yeah. There you go. You know how we, like, name different state or locality names? You know, like, uh, I, I'm currently an Idahoan, and mm -hmm. you're a you're a Marylander. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> what about uh, it? You're a, a Northern Carolinist. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, my. We should apply them to orchestra positions. Yeah. So, well, I mean, there's like a, a timpianist. A timpian. That's what you are. You're a trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited to say that to you. More like Joy your in his first voice. chair, and the rest You're of you are in the slum. Yeah, there you go. <gasps> oh, my goodness. It's classist. I never even thought about it. There's first violins, and then there's second violins. Mm -hmm. And who wants to be a second violin? Nobody. Uh, me. Uh, me. Nobody. <laughs> that's like, well, Nobody. I wouldn't want to be a violin, but that's like the alto <laughs> of... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but at that point, you should just be a viola. Yeah. As, which is, is way better than being a second violinist. This is I, very true. I prefer That's the sound of the second violins, even though they're the same violins. I like violence. Violence? Oh. <laughs> oh. This is graded. This is a Liam Last Day quote right here. Like, end of the quote, end of the day. Start the intro, Amy. Hello, and welcome to Creativity and Chaos, a 1L2 Ed podcast. You are on the brink of death, and you have enough air in your lungs for one final sentence. What are your final words, Missy? Missy was out of breath. That's what it was. She couldn't get it in. Just dead silence. I have no idea. Mike? There are too many kittens. I can't take it. Tommy? For a bagel, it flew pretty good. And our most deadest guest ever, Liam. Yeah. We're a family of creators going through the story writing process, and we're bringing you along for the ride. Liam's yo sounded like somebody was pushing the air out of him. I was just like, <gasps> <laughs> I do want to die screaming there are too many of them and specifically be smothered by kittens. <laughs> I mean, we can arrange that very easily. 100%. That's on the next mic quiz for without a doubt. I'd, I'd probably hate every <laughs> second of it. Via kittens. Yeah. But they're so cute. Oh, they're they adorable. They would be like licking you. And then, like, try they would like be trying to crawl up on you, but then like falling over. They'd be like crawling into my mouth and you know, just thinking about being suffocated by too many kittens. A lot. I mean, at what point? I mean, the mass quantity of these kittens, like, that's a lot to be suffocated with. Technically, you yeah. just need one fat cat while you're sleeping and you're good to go. Because no, no, <laughs> I specifically want to die screaming, there are too many of them. 
I think, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be like, uh, uh, this is great, this is great. Uh-oh, I regret it. There's too many of them. <laughs> <laughs> I've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> Stop pouring kittens on me. No. I guess, is that is that your the legacy you want to leave behind? That's how you died? I mean, what else do I have to leave behind? A, a trailer? Some, <laughs> some, some songs we made on this podcast? Yeah. yeah no, yeah, I'm some saying really like, good songs. is that like, if... If you had a uh, a retrospect or uh, an overhead view on your life after you died, and everyone remembered, that's the guy. That's the guy who died to a bunch of kittens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Would you be you'd be satisfied? Oh with yeah, that? I think I would as well. Do you ever? I feel like the idea of like I haven't done enough. I don't have a legacy to leave behind. Like, do you think that's why so many people have children? Because they're like, at least I made something. I would say yes. I would also say, as soon as you started talking about, like, oh, what's your legacy? I'm like, Liam. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have to do anything else. (laughs) I am retiring from legacy. (laughs) I'm going to be known as the mother of the supreme leader. So. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, uh, yes, sir. It. <laughs> <laughs> the most excited Liam's been. <laughs> I'd like to thank my mom for creating me so that I could be Supreme Leader. Thank you. You are welcome. I can't wait welcome. to be on Liam's War Council and I'll be like, you guys ever think about how bullshit the military is? And then just like <laughs> be executed. <laughs> and he <laughs> was never heard from again. <laughs> yeah. As soon as yeah. Liam becomes Supreme Leader, I'm going into hiding. Yeah. Liam, can I be like the court jester? Because I don't want to die by your your hand. All right. But I still want to be like like friends or not even friends. I just still want to like, <laughs> yep, that's my supreme leader. So if I'm like the court jester or the court singer or something, like let me still be alive on your supreme ruling council. If, yeah, Liam. If all, how's your legacy all, going? Why do y'all hate me? I don't, we don't hate you. Act like I am you, fearful. It's going to be the worst. <laughs> yeah, worst see, the leader ever. I would be so benevolent. Bene- 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 yeah, you're right. Yeah, you said it right. You said it correct. It was fine. Whatever you say is good. <laughs> As is written in scriptures, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. In this Uh-oh. case, you are that Lord. <laughs> Oh, no. oh. <laughs> Technically, I am the only Lord Looking here. Around, so. No lightning bolts. Oh. I think that's oh, true. Michael. That's true. Hey, this Michael. is Michael. your fault. You made me a Lord. This is true. I'm <laughs> Liam's to... gonna claim it for himself. So that's Shana, a whole nother. I want to be a Lord. I'm gonna be an emperor. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but my Lord is still a title you would use for that. If you had to make up a name for a ruler, like what would you? What would you be? I'd be like a primariate. I'd be like the oh. the, the first that primary. Goes hard. Yeah. That goes hard. I think that's gonna. I mean, that goes better than anything I was coming up with. I mean, you can just make up a word. It just gotta sound cool. Then you're like, okay, that person is in charge. I think half of the words I make up though sound like they come straight out of Rick and Morty, so it's not cool. But you, if you just call yourself the, like make up a word, and then I will call myself this, and you'll be like, oh yeah, that is definitely a title. <laughs> I want to say something like "Hi, Jubilant Sproctor." Yeah, that that rolls off. The high jubilant gotta have a dream. High jubilant. The high jubilant Sproctor. Because it's it's like a little confusing, but then also like, yeah, that sounds official. You're like, whoa, I will step away, (laughs) or I'll kneel. And you definitely need (laughs) to say it like you're throwing up a German. (laughs) 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 Any other title? The primordiate high 
Jubilate Sprockter. <laughs> oh no, he's taken my place. <laughs> Primordiate. Hi, Jubilate Sprockter. Uh, the supreme highest jubilant Sprockter. Oh. But it's technically, it's jubilant, not jubilant. Mm -hmm. So technically, it's two different categories of, of... Well, they'll just have to battle to the death. I've taken and turned all of your words but Sproctor and elevated them to the next level. So uh, My title's going to come after. It's not going to be like, ba, 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 Tommy. It's going to be like, Tommy, the Jorgenheim or something like that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Oh, I see. That's that's a good title because you got to think about it like you have kings, but then it's like, oh, but the emperors are in charge of the kings. Right. Well, then what's in charge of the emperors and what's in charge of those? Me. No. I am. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The jubilant, no. obviously. The <laughs> she whose name cannot be said. OK, Voldemort. <gasps> you I said it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did say it. Are you not supposed to say his name? No, it's it's more like, oh, he was bad and evil, so we're just going to pretend like he doesn't exist, so they call uh, him he who must not be named. No. I am she right? who cannot be named because speaking my name will just cease your existence. Oh, so we got oh. lore. No, we got lore for yours. Yeah. Voldemort lore. had a curse on his name, and you weren't did supposed to, yeah, you weren't supposed to say it. That's how uh, in the seventh book they located Harry and Hermione and Ron because they said Voldemort. And then Those the idiots. Death Eaters could track them down because they said his name. So they, they at that point switched over to, oh, this is why people can't say his name. Oh. I feel like I was just uh, an episode of I'm actually there. <laughs> oh, I got hit with... Actually? <laughs> actually, wait, Voldemort. What's, what's this show you speak of? Oh, yeah, Missy. Uh, Dropout TV. It. You gotta check no, no, it out. No, no, there's a lot on YouTube. It's a, it's a lot yeah. on oh, YouTube. Okay. There's a lot. It's called, it's literally called, um, comma, actually. And it's a show about correcting people. It's oh specifically gosh. nerdy things. Nerdy, I think the, yeah, the this show is was like, made for me. If there's one thing nerds like more than anything, it's correcting people. I think that's like yeah. the tagline. Yeah. And it's basically <laughs> three people. So the, the host, Mike somebody, says like an incorrect statement. <laughs> I love statement. Mike somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Mike somebody. You're really great. I like you. He says an incorrect statement. And then the three panelists have to like chime in as soon as they can to figure out which part of the statement is incorrect. Mike but, Trap. Like trap, oh, yeah, trap. For the most part, it is like a paragraph. So he's just like throwing information at you and you have to sift through the smallest thing. And what Mike said there, it was like Emi was <laughs> was presenting it. And then Mike was like, um, actually, <laughs> yeah. he had a curse on his name. <laughs> it was just like so perfect. I technically didn't read the last book. So you would know more than I would. You technically didn't? You're, I theoretically read I didn't finish it. <laughs> I didn't finish the last book. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not start it? Because it's like twenty pages in. I start. I probably stopped at like five pages. Because the thing is, is that pretty much every single death in Harry Potter got spoiled for me as I was reading the books. People are like, "Oh, I hate when that guy dies," and I'm like, "I'm literally reading this." They're like, "You haven't read it before?" I was like, "No, I literally just said I'm so excited. Never read these before." <laughs> well, you're gonna hate when then this person dies. <laughs> yeah, basically is what happened. Yeah. So it was like at that point where I had just picked it up and someone was like, oh, it's so sad when this person. And I was like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm out. I don't want to read this anymore. Yeah. So 
I mean, I watched the final two movies with you, mm-hmm. and it was fun because you were like, okay, so this is what actually happens, and this is what actually happens. I was like, oh, this is fun. I like this. I um, actually thought the entire movie was great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I was a big fan. I'm excited for the HBO series because I, I want to see what they can do what? with a year per book. That's what it's supposed to be. Actually, I think it's supposed to be 10 seasons overall. They're just taking, yeah, they're taking the Harry Potter timeline and doing it over 10 years. It'd be interesting, interesting. To, to see. My goodness. Because I think you could really expand the world out without, you know, missing out on stuff. Because a lot of the stuff in the book is like this person like that person. It was a lot of like kind of teen kid romance without like a, a weird, you know, oh, do I have to choose between this one or that one? It was an annoying trope. Mm. Yeah. 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 It'll be interesting to see. I don't know. Well, speaking of um, deaths that got spoiled for me, Liam. What? Liam died? <laughs> I paused too what? long. <laughs> this is news to me. Liam actually came up with a prompt that I thought was really awesome, and we're going to talk about it today. So he, and I'm sure he could say it much more eloquently than I could, but he came up with the idea of like if you had a character death that you could reverse in any kind of media, who would you, whose death would you reverse? And how do you think that would impact the story? Basically, my question was, if you could only, out of any story ever, if there's only one person you can save from dying, who would that person be? Who would that character be? And also you can talk about if it would change things or not. But even if it's even if it's like your favorite character, they don't really change much. You can still save them. It's whatever. I would say that because of all the sequels that happened, the T-800 did not need to sacrifice himself at the end of Terminator 2 because there was already a bunch of chips and stuff out there. Skynet was coming no matter what, so he should have just stayed alive and protected John, you know? Don't give me that thumbs up in the lava. No, don't do that. You come right back up here. He commanded you to protect you. You fool. When thinking about this, I will say I was thinking of things that had multiple deaths. Because of the fact that if you're going to have one that's going to greatly impact the story or just like one you want to reverse, I feel like at least a lot of the stuff that I watch, if it is a death, it's usually like at the end and it kind of concludes the story and you're like, okay, it's fine. But if you have a series like Harry Potter, for instance, where there are multiple deaths throughout the story, I feel like that greatly impacts because you're changing the fate of one and I feel like it doesn't lessen the others but it's i don't know i feel like it's more intense when it's just when you have a story that has multiple deaths i will say for me it would probably be Sirius black from harry potter because he was my favorite and i think he deserved more more time and it was it was bullshit it was bullshit that he died and i feel like if he was still alive it would have greatly impacted the story because i feel like harry wouldn't have felt so alone in everything and he would have actually gotten a little more knowledge and because Sirius was like, hey, we're not going to dick around here. We're going to basically say, hey, this is what's going on. This is what has to happen. Because he felt like Harry needed to know, which Harry did need to know. The fact that everyone was trying to keep secrets from him was the biggest BS of the whole story. So I feel like having Sirius would have cut down a lot of time and Valdi would have been dead way sooner. I'm going to use from Barry, and I'm not going to use a major character death from Barry. I'm actually going to say, I think the first person... The guy in the acting class he was supposed to kill. I I want him to never have been killed at all. (laughs) 
And I think that would, because Barry is just like a, a massive spiral of events from that event, mm -hmm. like right then and there. And everything, I, I love the way Barry is structured because it feels like everything is spiraling and it, it's just like a snowball effect. And it feels like it's from that specific event. Like that's what changes everything. So I would love to see how his character would have ended up probably less entertaining of a TV show, but <laughs> I would love to see how's a character how his character was like affected if that death never took place your choice is more for a curiosity factor like what would yeah have happened if? i think how i took this prompt was that machine professor fonsworth created where you could ask it a question it would show you like the future <laughs> of like what would happen yeah, yeah the what if machine yeah exactly that's, that's my thing is i i feel like that would be really interesting i took it from liam as meaning like if you could save one character that would have the biggest impact mm -hmm. on its story would it be but before i tell you the mind for that i also have a selfish one uh it has almost no impact on the story but i think this one it has a major impact on the audience and the way they walked away from a story and that would be Bellamy from the 100. He dies Ugh. in like the, the last episode, the next, the next to last episode, something like that. Like 99 oh, out yeah. of 100. He makes it through all this BS. <laughs> and then they kill him off in the stupidest way. It serves his death serves zero purpose for the story. All it does is enrage the fandom and just make you walk away from the whole series with a really bad You're taste like, in your mouth. Bruh. And I think that if I could save him it would give a far more satisfying ending to the whole series than the way they kind of left it. Yeah. I will say Liam did tell me that that was your answer. And my immediate answer was Lincoln. That was my immediate answer too. But then I stopped and said, no. <laughs> because well, the reason why is because I don't think Blood Reno would ever have happened if Lincoln yeah. was there because Lincoln and Liam was saying this too. Lincoln was all about uniting everybody. And True. I think that that would have greatly impacted the way things would have gone. But because she became cold and callous and just bitter at the whole world, she had the sheer like guts to be able to get them through that horrible dark time when they were down buried under the earth during the, the fire years, whatever that was called. I can't yeah. remember. It's because of her leadership that they survived that whole trauma. If it hadn't, if she had been nice and kind, humanity would be gone. They're, they wouldn't still be there. But how is the rest of the story impacted? Because it's not just Blood Reina that happens. It's everything else that happens. So I feel like she's also the one that decided that the grounders deserve to have a say in, or deserve to have spots, right, in the bunker, right? It was like 100 people from each. Oh, yeah. Correct. And the people from the Ark, they were going to just keep it selfishly to themselves. So because of her, it actually saved like culture and necessary like information because these people knew how to survive on the ground for so long that they would need after they got out of the bunker situation. I I think that with Bellamy, everything had already happened. He did die so close oh, to the end. Right. That's why I said it was selfish. my selfish pick. Yeah. It wasn't but like that's... a strategic pick. No, no, no. But that's what I'm saying for me. A good strategic pick, I think, would be Lincoln because I think it would greatly impact the story and how that all played out personally. But not necessarily because of him specifically, but his relationship with yeah. Octavia. Yeah. But because Octavia is so close to Bellamy, mm -hmm. 
and Bellamy was so close to Clark. I feel like I just feel like everything would have come together. Like Bellamy wouldn't have died if Lincoln had lived. It's possible because all of Bellamy's actions later on were to try and rescue Octavia. And that put him in all the different positions he was in, which ultimately led to Clark killing him. So perhaps he would still be alive. But anyways, uh, I do agree that I think Lincoln's. Death I think is it's the a, biggest I think catalyst. It's a good thought, but just if nothing else, if I had to choose between the two of them, oh man, I adore Lincoln. He's so great. But he got like, even though it was probably the most painful moment in the whole series, the the series at least did him justice. Like they honored this him with his death. With Bellamy, is just he's dead. He gets his body gets left there. No one really knows what happened. And it ser- it serves zero purpose, like him dying. Whereas with Lincoln, it definitely alters the course of the series, his death. Fair point. Fair as point. much as I hated it, it still was an intricate part of the story, whereas Bellamy's death was utterly pointless. Yeah, it really was. Uh, <laughs> Micah, <laughs> Micah Mike, how are you doing over there? Mike's on over. <laughs> that was a lot of names. <laughs> there's a lot of names there's a lot, there's of, names. A lot of names in it. shout out shout out to this is unrelated to all my D characters out there if your parents didn't die you probably wouldn't have been great so <laughs> oh tragic family backstories <laughs> and yep. while we're giving shout outs for like tragic death of parents to all the woodland creatures in the disney movies i'm so sorry for the deaths of your parents humanity is evil <sighs> So my strategic <laughs> character is Shmi Skywalker. I don't think anything else really needs to be said about that. No, I don't understand. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> That's actually a pretty good one. Forget Padme. Her rescuing her is not going to change anything that's happened. There's, she'll just be running from Anakin for the rest of her life with her kids and he's gonna know she's there like that they're alive but rescuing his mother like her not being dead i feel like would have altered the course of the entire franchise Interesting, mike you have a look on your face that you disapprove no no i i it's it's interesting thought process i was just thinking about like uh, a meme that's going around is basically like well the jedi council can't afford to purchase one slave from a java like they can't just take his mom too <laughs> They can't come back and grab her, you know, like, oh, no, they're so busy training Anakin that they can't fly across the galaxy and rescue her. Or, or, so, it's, yeah, it's just interesting. I mean, of course, it has to happen the way that it did uh, for, no. for, for the story to move forward because it wouldn't be much of a tragedy. If, uh... No, it wouldn't. But if we're playing hypotheticals, yeah. that's my pick. I feel like it would have the most impact for on Star like, Wars. On the number of lives that that would save, I feel like would be the greatest. <laughs> pretty much any story yeah. like yeah. i think qui-gon qui-gon's death had the biggest impact in star wars that's another good sure. one if he was able to train anakin he was um infamously not as like close with the council he didn't agree on a lot of the things council said and he was a really good teacher too i mean he trained obi-wan obi-wan was not that great of a teacher to anakin i think qui-gon being a bit more loose than you know, everybody else but, uh, away from the council, it would have been, I don't know, I think he would have just trained Anakin a lot better and being able to show him both ways and that, you know, like, I don't know, I, I don't think, I think it just would have greatly impacted because of the way that the council kind of tried to shield Anakin from a lot of different things. It definitely hurt them. And also the council was a little corrupt, especially by the time of the Clone Wars. Along with Qui-Gon, 
dying also pushed Count Dooku to the dark side. And if Count Dooku didn't follow the dark side, then that would have completely messed up the whole Clone Wars thing, which was the thing that eventually created the Empire. And I think that Palpatine would have had a much harder time if Qui-Gon was still alive to do all of his plans. Well, and Qui-Gon probably would have also, because he didn't necessarily agree with a lot of what the council said, he probably would have helped train Anakin more in the balance of the force rather than you have to be good for the sake of the council kind of vibe. Yeah. And so you might actually see more of that balance and him see, okay, you have a dark side instead of like, hey, you push that down. Let's see how we can work through that. Yeah, 100%. Well, thinking about this prompt differently, because I misunderstood the prompt. For some reason, I thought it was if you could like kill one character. <laughs> yeah, no, hey, let's get into it. Yeah, um, why not? But if we're going on this, then I'm going to say um, Uncle Ben, um, if he never died. <laughs> <laughs> You know, how did I not think of that? No Spider Man, no, wow. no or, or bad Spider Man. That new Into the Spider Verse would just like cease to exist. Yeah, I so the the way that I was thinking about this was like, what death could you change or keep permanent? Is what I was thinking because there's a lot of times when death happens and uh, characters don't come back. So I was thinking just from a storytelling perspective, maybe Gandalf never came back. Maybe he actually Ooh. died in that pit. And I think that would have been more tragic and impactful for the characters. Of course, when they finally saw him again, they're all super happy. It's, you know, it's great. It's nice. Yeah, I was thinking, what if he died? And then one thing that I recently heard is that in Breaking Bad, the first season, Hank was supposed oh, yeah. to die at the end. And, and the and writer's Jesse. strike <laughs> happened. And so they never finished with killing him off. And he became such a popular character, like him and Jesse, that they kept him on for the rest of it which i thought was very interesting so it was like great oh okay so now you have like two pretty iconic tv characters that were saved because of a, of a writer's strike support your writers they deserve yeah they good especially with the pay them current writer strike <laughs> really not the hard just pay them they're only asking for a three percent raise which is industry standard like across the country so in like we're all... pro writer here what no <laughs> pro paying people no. oh yeah pro paying We're people what they, deserve. Yeah. what they deserve to be paid i also i thought of another one i thought of a death death resurrection that really annoyed me Ooh, and that yeah. was john snow i was literally just was looking gonna, at that i was yeah. thinking that see i wasn't even gonna touch game of thrones because i was like oh clearly liam's gonna bring up I, game of I thrones wanted <laughs> Liam too. Yeah. That, that was the other one I, it was like along with gandalf i was like oh okay that was such a poetic ending for him he did the right thing and got betrayed for it and then they brought oh, yeah. him back for no real reason i mean well so he could have sex with his aunt <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Game of> thrones. <laughs> yeah but he didn't know it and then when he found out he was like well i still kind of like you yeah oh I do. I, I really I thought his death was such a great, shocking death. Like this is the main character is going like, all the way to the end. And it was just like, no, yep, he he miscalculated and he was not smart enough. And it still could have been super impactful for the story because now you have the only person who is trying to lead and trying to fight against the White Walkers and like trying to make sure that the wall is doing its job. And all of a sudden you have people that betray him because they just it's, it would have made the White Walkers coming and actually attacking everybody even that much more like, oh, we actually were warned, but we're not prepared. Yeah. Like, oh, we are so screwed. Yeah. It would, it would have been a great, great spot for that character. Uh, one thing I wondered when I watched Game of Thrones the first time is that when they did bring him back in season six, 
I thought they, I was hoping that, like, it seemed like they're going to kill him off in the Battle of the Bastards, that one scene where, like, all the horses are coming after him. Oh, yeah. I, that would have been, I thought that would have been even better, because it'd be such a Game of Thrones moment to just, to bring a character back that's so big and beloved just to kill him within that same season a few episodes later. <laughs> that would have been, I would have laughed so hard. <laughs> and I thought that would have been amazing, because... His only, like, purpose of why he'd bring him back was just to take back Winterfell to, I guess, hold it against the White Walkers. Yeah. And that was his only real purpose. Because, I mean, if you think about it, like, what did what much did he do after that? He, he killed, didn't really do much killed his anything. aunt. He stabbed yeah, he his, aunt his aunt multiple times. Okay. Yeah, he did. Oh. <laughs> My first thought process with this whole prompt was thinking about Lord Stark, Sean Bean, like, Oh yeah, one hundred. What would happen if he? That was my first lived, one. You know, that is my answer. Is Ned one hundred percent? Ned, that's Ned. What if Ned survived? That would completely change everything about the story. I mean, his death. There was a few other deaths too. I guess uh, King Robert's death was also a huge part. But Ned's death, I think, was truly the biggest catalyst of everything going down. In the seasons, especially the first many seasons, where like everybody's bickering in Westeros between each other, and nobody's worrying about Daenerys or the White Walkers, and, like anything going on with Daenerys or beyond the Wall, they're all bickering with each other. The War of Five Kings, and then who's the most powerful house and whatever. And I think Ned's death was probably the biggest catalyst of that because it, it then it was like a free for all after that, after like one of the most powerful lords is dead, and then the king to not. And you have a stupid boy king that doesn't really, like, do anything. I think people would have been a lot more prepared for both Daenerys and the White Walkers. These two prominent, imminent threats that are coming no matter what you do. It would definitely, definitely greatly impact it. And I, it's cool. I wish, I mean, I guess it's kind of why Disney did, like, the, I forget what it is, but it's, like, the alternate versions of, like, the MCU in the animated version. You know what I'm talking about? What is oh, it Oh, what if? Yeah, the what ifs. It would be interesting to see what ifs of like some of your beloved stories to see what would happen. I mean, I guess that's kind of why fan fiction exists as well. But it it helps you kind of like, okay, if this never happened, how would this impact? And yeah, fun fact: the what ifs are actually its own comic series, and it seemed like it was. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know that until I started watching them, and I wanted to look something up and found out. Oh my goodness, these have been a comics existing from back when so it's kind of its own franchise in the universe where alternate realities to the main universes exist so i have a question that's kind of related to this in a weird way do you all think that if you're playing a tabletop role-playing game and your character dies that you should be able to re-roll a new character in that campaign Here's the thing. When I when a lot of people, especially if you watch groups, if a character dies in there, then they just reroll a new character. And it's like, well, okay, they're still part of the game. They're just a different character. So it's kind of like it takes away a bit of the, you know, you get to be a part of this if your character dies. I think you shouldn't be allowed to just somehow magic. Well, (laughs) I say the word magically loosely, I guess bring your character back to life you know maybe they go on a quest to some magical whatever in order to bring your character back down the road but i think if you're playing something that's gonna go over the course of weeks or months or years with a group of friends that your relationships with your friends and the fun that you're having is more important than oh well, your character died you don't get to play with us anymore like that would be a dick move yeah 
and maybe they should have been a better player, you know? <laughs> I think your relationships with people are more important than the game. It's oh, I, I cannot wait until we have our next D&D session. Oh, gosh. I might just I... be a cheerleader on the side. <laughs> Two things. One, I do agree with Missy that if you're playing a long-term game, it is kind of a dick move to be like, sorry, you're out. Unless that is pre-established. Unless it is pre-established that like, and everyone agrees to when you're dead, you're dead. Because that makes the, it makes it a different kind of game because you are trying to say like, survive and it's not just like oh i'll resurrect you or oh i'll just roll another character it it does make it way more impactful i will say i think that yeah having the ability to re-roll your character is good if you're playing with your friends long term but if you've already established it then i think that that's fine and that'd be really interesting well i guess i was thinking of it from more of like a storytelling perspective because I watch groups play D&D and then, you know, that's different than playing with friends or family. So yeah. if you're playing with friends and family, obviously you want to keep playing with them because you have fun playing with them. But when you're watching something that's like created as a story, it's just like, oh, well, that character died, but I know they're going to come back as somebody else. Yeah. If you are an entertainment company producing something for people, then if a character dies, a character dies and... Oh, well, maybe several episodes later, a totally new actor comes in and introduces a new character. But I think it's different when you're producing something for other people to enjoy versus playing a game with friends and family, because ultimately the purpose of a game is to enjoy playing with each other. If you're doing it for one afternoon, who cares? I know Mike doesn't enjoy games. His ultimate purpose is to annihilate everyone. Yeah, it's to make your family suffer. For most <laughs> humans, okay. we enjoy, you know, playing with each other. And if you're playing for one afternoon, then okay, you're out, you're out. But if you're playing for like long term, that's that just sucks. Like, oh, I can't hang out with you guys anymore or I have to sit off to the side. Like, I don't know. It's just I've played a game where we were playing for two hours and I was taken out in the first turn and I just had to sit there in the room in silence for two hours while everyone else played. And I was bored to tears. Were you playing Magic the Gathering? No, oh, it was okay. some verbal game. I don't remember uh, what it was. I was actually just thinking about this earlier today. Yeah. <laughs> like. Like, what if I didn't die I'm, in that game? I could have owned them. I'm here to have fun, not, oh, well, you're dead. Peace, you know. Personally, I think it adds more to the enjoyment of it and more to the stakes of it, of, like, going out and you're done. And I, I have fun, like, watching people play the game and just saying or doing whatever with them because it's, like, I'm fun. I'm enjoying them with the people. And that's what that's what I like. That's what I, I care about. I just, I think, you know, when something like that is permanent, it adds more stakes to things that you're playing with. And when you're out, of a game i don't know i can't think of anything but when you're out of a game it, it, it's just it is it's more i don't know it, it adds more fun and enjoyment to me and the more anticipation excitement i gotta play harder or better or i have more fun with it and i get to laugh at people that are out on whatever you know it's just fun i will say there's this guy who's been playing D for like the past 30 years and not like multiple games it's the same game he's been playing the same game of D for the past 30 years and he has a bunch of people that will come in but his rule is once you're dead you're dead you're gone you're out of the game but people know that coming in and he even has his daughter play as well and she's like he goes you know listen you can bring your boyfriends into the game that's totally fine but they're still going to be a character if you break up with them and they'll still be able to play if you break up with them so you got to think about that too he goes until they die 
they're still in the game. So I, I like for him, that makes sense. Like he's created this world where it is more of a high stakes. It is, he has a rotating people kind of come in and out of his game and he had like he says it's it is more impactful that he goes you you know you've seen these these people who've been playing the same character for 10 years and they're dead and he's like i've seen so many grown men weeping because that's it they're done and he's like they can still hang out they can still you know be there but he doesn't bring them back in it's and i i think that that makes it does it makes a way more interesting story especially if you're going to be playing for that <laughs> that many years yeah. but he's that again it's also established that you're dead you're dead it also and could be a lot along. more difficult because then you are you're gonna have to have a really good game master at that point because if they yeah. do something and they're like well this is what the character would do that's about to kill you and you're like come on that doesn't really seem like you know you'd have to give good justification and understand the story and stuff but yeah i was just wondering it was a, a silly question oh we're gonna fight about it for sure <laughs> I will fight you to the death, but then I will let you come back. <laughs> yeah, overall, I want I want to play a tabletop, and I want to have fun with a group of people doing it. And if they die, they die. It's fine. I could re-roll if we're doing multiple sessions. But I think that, yeah, the, the idea is to have fun with everybody as opposed to punishing them. I will say that Critical Role, the cool thing they did about a character death is that the person did not want to re-roll. They did not want to create a new character. They wanted their own character. And so what Matt did was he made the rest of the characters go on a journey. He made it taxing for them to get this other player back. So it wasn't just like, a, oh, here's a resurrection spell. You're good to go. It was like, no, you have to go on this journey and you have to defeat this big boss in order to bring your character back. And I do like that aspect of it mm -hmm. because it was like, it wasn't just a simple thing. It was like, no, you have to earn this you have to earn this back and i like that aspect of it i thought that was enjoyable and it was because it still, again it wasn't just a spell it was still up to the, the fate of the dice yeah absolutely absolutely i just i don't know i just i like that aspect of it as well i thought that was interesting when do you think it's really important to kill a character especially a main character because i feel like that idea has not been super popular and definitely game of thrones sort of more popularized it i guess the idea that it's okay to kill main characters cough cough walking dead cough cough yeah yeah exactly and it's the idea of like yeah w when should you kill a main character I think it's probably appropriate to kill people off when your storyline has kind of gone flat. I feel like a lot of times when main characters are kind of, or your story is sort of stagnant, something big like that, like a main character death or just a character death in general, really helps to move the plot along, especially for main characters, because it helps motivate them to do something better or to be better or to like get that rage that they've been holding back that they need to have in order to defeat the main bad guy or whatever motivation is what you're saying when it when uh, one character's actions and this being death motivates another character to some additional action be it good or bad i just think that the problem when it comes to like killing off main characters is that like it's a lot of tv shows i mean look at ncis hmm. and look at look at all that you know where it's just like that's been going on for 20 seasons they're not going to kill off any main characters they're going to send them off when they want to stop acting that's what happens they're not going to write them off because it just makes so much freaking money i mean ncis did kill off like their number three character 
on the season finale of season two. And it was Yeah, shocking. that's because it was still early and it was like, you know what? Let's let's take a little bit of a risk. But then they were like eight seasons in, they're like, we, we can just keep we rewriting the same episode and making bank off of it. That's why I like HBO for the most part, is because a lot of their shows, there's a lot of like and maybe this is the wrong term, but I'm gonna use it. It feels like legitimate writing to me. These characters, there's a, a risk and reward to these characters. They don't have plot armor. They feel like the world that they're in, it feels like they're actually in it. And it's not, there's not another purpose of like, oh, this is the reason they're surviving because we want to make money or they have plot. Yeah. It's, yeah, I think it's writing that's willing to take risks to further the betterment of the story overall, as opposed to what the audience favorites may or may not be or yeah what the money might be telling them exactly they're doing what the story needs i guess maybe legitimate writers is a a wrong term because it just depends hbo has that very serious drama vibe to it which benefits from killing off characters or main cast whilst i'm just gonna pick something out like adventure times on hbo but, like, you don't want to kill out your main characters in Adventure Time, you know what I'm saying? Because it's just a fun kids' TV show. The Simpsons has killed off some of their main characters, but it's incredibly rare. But you can't take a TV show that is focused entirely around a group of main characters and have it go for 30 seasons plus without, with you know, constantly killing off characters. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it all depends upon if you're trying to tell a specific story. Death is a part of our our lives. We People die and it's tragic and it hurts and it informs how you act. And I think a lot of times you should kill off your main characters if that's the type of story that you need to tell if it's if you want somebody to progress in their own way sometimes death might force them into that Mm. i I don't think you should kill off a main character just because you want something shocking which sounds like what you were talking about with the 100 where you're like wait why did they do that i'm gonna i'm gonna guess i'm gonna guess that uh bellamy Good job. Yeah, oh my they, gosh, you remember Behemoth. My my goodness. They they should not have killed that person. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. But yeah, I, I think that if if you're doing it for shock or you're doing it for suspense of like what's gonna happen next, I don't think that's a great way to write a story. I think you should do it in ways that progress the story. Like Ned Stark getting killed totally makes sense in Game of Thrones because oh, yeah. it pushes conflict forward. It informs character choices of all the children and you know every party involved. So it totally makes sense. And it was shocking when it happened because I was like, you can't kill the main character of a show? Not realizing like, oh, this is what it's going to be. It's not about the single character. It's about the ensemble. Well, I also think it's it's also about this, the kind of story you're trying to tell. So a lot of like stories like NCIS, it really does, it doesn't really feel like they're trying to tell a story. They're just trying to make money whereas like you were saying with hbo it might not always be good but it does feel like they are more into trying to tell a story and if a character needs to die to help tell that story then so be it and i think that the good thing with hbo is that they know things aren't going to last forever and so when they're making things 
you have your your quote unquote junk TV, right? You have the NCIS, you have the Law and Order. Yeah, sure, it has an overarching story, but in general, like it's yeah, it's just like hey, I'm I want something to watch week to week. Even a lot of cartoons like The Simpsons are like that. But HBO is very good at being like we're going to tell a story. We don't know how many seasons it is, but we're going to tell a story, and at the end of that, the story will then be complete. And I think that that's more entertaining, at least to me, because. It makes it more real. It makes the character deaths more intense. Supernatural is a great example. Supernatural has killed its main characters like dozens of times, yet they always came back. You knew that it that they were going to come back just because they have like 20 seasons or whatever, and it didn't matter how many times they killed him, they would find a way to bring him back. So it makes watching that story less impactful because they're like really upset that the their their brother died or whatever. It's like, He'll, he'll be back. It's fine. Whereas with HBO, they're a wild card. They're going to kill off a character. You're probably not getting them back. And you're like, oh, uh, uh, oh OK, OK. Mm. And it makes a more impactful story. It makes it more enjoyable in my eyes to watch that story then. I was very angry and I didn't mean it angry. I was just like, yo, these are my thoughts <laughs> very intensely. <laughs> what is your most painful death? The one that comes to mind immediately though probably due to proximity of discussion, is Lincoln from the 100. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah. was a real hard death. <laughs> a lot of pain there. The Last of Us, this, this particular one, it was the brother scene, and it effed me up where the two brothers, the one who's deaf and the one who's the older brother kind of try to guide him. The younger brother turns into a zombie or an infected and the older brother doesn't and has to basically put him down and then he kills himself right after. I have never felt more wrecked than after that scene. And I think it was just because I put myself in the position of like my family members in that scene. It it was so instantaneous and it destroyed me. I was like, I got to take a break. I I really loved that episode because if you look at it, it totally informs the decisions that the characters make in future seasons of the show. And it's so like, oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, that destroyed me. Yeah. I can't think the thing. The problem is, is that. I like watching stuff where people don't die. (laughs) (laughs) Hence, Supernatural. (laughs) No, I I had to stop watching it because I was just like, every episode can't be like, the entire world is ending. Oh, we saved it. But guess what? The entire world is ending again. I'm like, ugh, okay, I get it. I think I watched five seasons and then I called it quits. I do watch things that have death in them, but I feel like a lot of the stuff that I watch, it's like, towards the very end of a season or the very end of a story in general. And I'm like, that sucked, but it's okay. We can move on with our lives. So I'm struck, I guess besides Lincoln, I'm struggling to figure (laughs) out what death like truly wrecked me. Amy's like, I've rarely had to deal with death. (laughs) What is this concept you speak of? I always joked around that our vacations as children were either camping or going to a funeral. I've seen enough death. I'm good. Yeah. I'm I'm that rare Trekkie person who really enjoys Star Trek Generations, the movie. I do too. I know a lot of people think yeah. it was like super disrespectful to the next generation because you get rid of the, the ship itself 
and mm-hmm. you have you know a comical data but i have always loved that movie and i also liked because i didn't watch the show i liked the way that they did captain kirk's death i thought that it it really to me was like a since i watched the movies as a kid over and over and over again it was a movie death for him as a character mm-hmm. maybe not it you know in line with the original star trek stuff but that to me like always i mean even if i go back and watch it now i'm like oh he was yeah, like, it does like, hit you in the feels. Yeah, he was like, it, it was fun, you know? And he was like, I, I at least did something good. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I always liked that one. I don't know if it, like, was the worst. But it definitely was a well-done death. Yeah. It honored the character appropriately. I will say, I figured out a death that impacted me. Wash from Firefly. <gasps> yeah. That one, because I love I love him so much. I think he's mm-hmm. such a fantastic actor. Alan, Alan Tudyk. Tudyk. Yeah, yeah. Tudyk, yeah. He's so great. And his character was so sweet and nice and carefree. And the fact that he died, you're like, oh, 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 what? Like, it really threw you for a loop. So I would say that was one that was, like, very upsetting. I, I will say, going back to the HBO thing, my favorite TV show is The Wire. There are several deaths in that where you're just like, oh, no. Oh, no, please no. I know a character death has impacted me when I am talking out loud whilst yeah. it's happening. I'm just like, oh, bro. Yeah. No. Like, that's... <laughs> when when, that's you, when you get, like, you know, the, oh, I'm really emotional. I'm going to cry from a death or something. That's one thing. But when you're when you're like, oh, no, I like that character. No. I think <laughs> yeah. it's, it hurts so much more because you, you have to realize instead of being sad because you're supposed to be sad because that's the emotion that they're putting on you, you're sad because you don't get to see a character you enjoyed anymore. Yeah. Or because you, oh. like, are connecting with them. Even though they're fictional. Yeah. I think that might be enough death that we're talking about. I let Missy you had a, another one. Braveheart. The end oh. scene where he gets tortured and then beheaded, that wrecks me every time. Yeah, that's a good one too. That's crazy. Life's crazy. Don't forget to love each other because I feel like there's there's too much negativity out there. So thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed. What was the most impactful death for you and what would one character death be that you'd want to change let us know hit us up on 1l2n productions over on twitter instagram youtube and reddit or you can hit us up on our website which is 1l2n productions.com and if you'd like to help support us that'd be much appreciated you can head on over to our patreon and the last word of the day is gonna go to missy take it away every man dies not every man truly lives (laughs) 